Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast, and I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. How's it going, Andrea? It's going fine, John. It's an exciting week. Very exciting week. Yes, I just, it was, uh, it was actually in the 50s today, which was nice compared to Oh, the cold, cold weather. Oof. We're just in, into the middle of March, so we still got a few weeks left before we have that continuous rain that we always have in spring. Oh, yeah, <laughs> April showers. April showers, and it starts warming up, and then we don't know what to wear, like all we, like we've been all winter. We don't know if it's going to be warm or cold or cool or whatever, so yeah, it's, it's, pretty- it's going to be interesting. So at least it's not snow. That well, don't don't forget it did flurry the other day, which was um, well, yeah, flurries. I mean, it's flurries, yeah. but it's yeah, not like fair. what's happening in New in um, in the Northeast or out in California. Oh, it God. seems like both ends of the country are getting hit by snow, and we're. It seems like the, it's flipped this year. Both ends are pretty decent. New York, because of where New York sits, all the East Coast usually gets a little something, but usually we're pretty good. This year we're. Ooh, tap dancing around the warm weather. So yeah, um, it's interesting. Yeah. So um, what's the chocolate news of the week, Andrew? I'm going to start off from the historical perspective um, that it is Black Newspaper Week. Yay. And, um, yes. And, and um, the culmination of Black Press Week is going to occur on um, March 17th, where um Dr. Benjamin Chavis, who is president of the National Newspaper Publishers Association, is going to give a state of the Black press address at the National Press Club in D.C. And a number of prominent individuals will be attending this event to talk about the state of the Black press, where we are, how we're moving into the digital space, and how we are doing our due diligence to report the news of the Black community and, you know, and the effects and everything from there. We were first to report that the virus was airborne. We were, we've been on the forefront of the gun violence issue. We're on the forefront of what's happening in all of our communities while covering national issues. So it's going to be a very interesting address. I'm sure, you know, they'll release his speech once it's done so we can get it up so everyone can read it. But I think everyone just needs, like, if you're looking for an alternative, the Black press is covering it for you. You know, there are other different entities out there online. You know, the Herald, we're, we're all moving to the digital space to try to provide the pertinent information, fun and good, both the good and the bad in the Black community. So look for that. Um, also, it's an interesting week because President Biden shocked everyone by signing an executive order to order gun stronger um, background checks on people who buy weapons and strengthen the red flag laws in the various states that Ooh. have them. Yes. And basically um, it was signed while um, Biden was um, the families of the victims of the Monterey Park, California Lunar New Year shooting that occurred. Well, their families met with Biden, President Biden, and he signed the executive order while they were there in his presence. So that's how serious he was taking it. And basically, um, the order gives a list of three directions, three, three, they, uh, the directions fall into three categories, keeping guns out of dangerous hands, holding the gun industry accountable, 
and supporting communities impacted by gun violence. And, you know, gun violence has increased across the country through COVID and, you know, it continues to increase a little bit here and there. Cincinnati experienced their own rise in gun violence in the, over the last two years. This year it's settled down a little bit, but we still have shootings going on. And we just have not found a solution that encourages our young people to choose a different way than picking up a gun and settling their, settling their issues. Uh, and, you know, I've gone into long diatribes over that. And I'm not going to do it tonight. But I at least want to acknowledge this executive order. And, and if anyone is interested in um, discussing what o- around Ohio communities are doing about gun violence, Amnesty International is hosting a, um, a town hall on Zoom next week on March 22nd from 6.30 to 8. And in fact, um, Father Chris from St. Andrew's Church in Evanston is going to be one of the panelists speaking on this Zoom call to talk about gun violence and what everyone's trying to do. So it's going to be an interesting discussion going on. And um, I'm going to be listening in and we'll hear what they have to say. Next up, the Oscars. Oh, they're fantastic. I I was amazed how many firsts there were of the Oscars, how many people won. Now, the guy who won for um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I believe his name is Kui Hui Kwan. Yeah. Yes. He Do was short know? round in Indiana. Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't even recognize him. Oh, yeah. He's grown up <laughs> a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 but it was amazing to me. I didn't realize he was short round until I saw pictures with him with um, Gregory Harrison. Yeah. I think, yeah, is Harrison that right? Ford. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Harrison Ford. God, I'm changing everybody's name. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And he was so excited for him. And it's nice to see someone who started out in an Indiana Jones movie to do great acting. Just like Jamie Lee, a lot of people are booing Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I don't know why, because, well, am I upset that Angela Bassett didn't win? Yes. Yes. But I'm not mad that she didn't win because Jamie declares she's been championing the film all year round. She was good in it. You know, this is like she 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 um, celebrated her co-stars. It was never she always thanked her co-stars. She was championing for Michelle Yeoh. So I mean, I mean, I can't be too mad at Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought she did a good job in the film. You know. Well, I mean, and on top of that, she's known for playing quirky characters. Yeah. And when I saw the bits and pieces that I've seen, I have to go see the movie now. But the bits and pieces that I saw with her part, one, I was like, is that Jamie Lee Curtis? I didn't even recognize her. And then two. I think she did a heck of a really and truly Jamie Lee in the last five, six years of the acting gigs she's done. You can see her growth as an actor mm-hmm. because you always associate her with Halloween. Yeah. And Mike, is it Mike Myers? Halloween? Yeah. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. And not that I'm going to, I saw the first few Halloween movies and then I love I'm, the Halloween I'm, movies. I'm I'm Halloween. I'm just I can't see fright movies anymore because I just I loved them as a kid. You know how you indulge in them so much that you can't deal with it now? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I am. And I was a huge nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, um yeah. 
people under the stairs and all other whacked out crazy um how um uh, you know frightening films all that stuff i watched it so many of them i can't watch them now i can't but i my hairdresser is a huge fan of everything but anyway yeah. So the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis won, I am not surprised. Number one, she's how she's part of Hollywood, old Hollywood royalty. Yeah. Her mother was nominated for an Oscar, Janet Lee. Her mm-hmm. father was Tony Curtis. Right. Eventually she was going to be honored by the Academy one way or the other. She was going to be honored, whether it's best Halloween, Scream Demon, whatever. <laughs> she was going to get either an honorary Oscar or she was going to get an Oscar. Right. And I think when she let herself, when she decided to be herself and go gray and just said, you know what? I'm not getting, she just decided that she's just going to accept life the way it is. When that moment, that light bulb went off in her, she became a better actress. Yeah. Not knocking Angela Bassett because Angela Bassett should have won some time ago for the stuff that she's done. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, we still have, um, even though they have improved things with the Academy, we still have older Caucasian people voting. Yeah. Who don't like black people. And as one guy quote was quoted saying, I think it's just like they're more, they're more hesitant to change because I can tell. It is getting more diverse because a film like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which folks used to check out because it's a really good film, like 10, 20 years ago, that film would have never been nominated for an Oscar, let alone win. So there is some small change happening. Yes. It's like everything is kicking and screaming, but people are finding with change, you get dollars. Yeah. You know? Um, And I think also what was wonderful is Michelle Yeoh won. Yes. Which is incredible. Yes. And she's always been a fantastic actress. I've admired her work. But I think also, I think what that was wonderful is Ruth E. Carter. Yes, she made history. Yes, she did. The only person to have two Oscars, Black person, to have two Oscars, but also to win for the... Is this her second one for costume? Yep, her second one. She won for the first Black Panther, actually, and she won again for the sequel. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That uh, and I, I wonder if that's history itself to win for both the original and the sequel. It could. It could very well be. I know that she's the first Black woman to have two Oscars, so that was already groundbreaking. That that is. I heard her speech, and then when she said at the end, "This is for my mother, who's 101," I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, and then the other guy, I cannot say his name, Kei Hoon Kwan. Uh, Ki Hui Kwan, I think that's how you pronounce it. But he Kwan. Yeah, but his speech. He was, was crying because his mother was eighty-two. Yeah, but just it, it, but just his so speech, moving. but just his speech was amazing. He he, you know, just like growing up in a refugee camp, and then acting in movies when he was a child. Unfortunately, he couldn't get any roles for a long time and he saw the movie crazy rich asians and then he said you know what why don't i go back into the game and then he got the role and everything everywhere all at once and it's just had a it's like the ultimate comeback story and it's and he said it's american dream i said well you know even though i do have some problems with the american dream that that is a good example of the american dream i have to say yes it is i mean really truly it is 
and I think it's fantastic. And um, um, I'm just looking forward to next year yep, and see, what, see what's going to happen. So now, the most exciting thing that's going to take over our lives for the next two weeks. Yep. Well, first, I'll start with local. This is an exciting week for the locals. Let's give it to the ladies for yep. Purcell Marion and Princeton High School who won Division One and Division Two of their um, basketball team championships. Yep. I think it's amazing. Girl power to the highest. Exactly. And a special shout out to D. Alexander. She she plays on Purcell, and I think she's only a, I believe she's only a sophomore. She won last year when she was just a freshman. Now she's a sophomore. So oh you know that girl that girl's going places. That's all I gotta say. You know what? I'm gonna have to get back to watching high school basketball. I swear, because I think high school basketball that's when it's its purest. Yeah. Um, they're playing for passion. Even, I mean, talent too, but their, their, their passion is so raw and determined and, you know, it's unbelievable. And I'm so happy for these young ladies because, you know, that's a moment that you can hang on to for the rest of your life and say, yes, I know what it's like to win. I know what it's like to succeed. And the coaches, to think what they did to get the mold these girls into something so wonderful to win. You know, because the boys, I'm like, what's going on with the boys? You know, <laughs> I, I I have no comment about the boys, but anyway, um, but congratulations to both of them, and but that leads us into what's going to take over our lives starting tomorrow. Yep, Xavier University, Northern Kentucky University, and then the Kentucky Wildcats all got into the big dance. Yep. I'm a little disappointed that UC didn't make it. Yeah. But then again, their season has been wonky. Is a good word. Is that a good word for them? You could say inconsistent. And 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 Xavier, they've been a little a roller coaster ride, but they have been, you know, that ride has gotten bigger as the as their season went on. And they got um Coach Miller back. Yeah. Wu took them to the big dance last time he was coach for Xavier. So um, I think it's going to be an exciting time. Um, I'm a little concerned because Northern Kentucky's playing Houston Cougars on Thursday. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't want them to see one and done, but you know, I'm a little concerned. They're the underdogs, but then again, that's what March Madness is all about is rooting for the underdog. And Xavier Musketeers, you know, they're always good for at least in the tradition, two, two rounds, three rounds at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens because you know, a lot of schools are not in it this year that were normally in it. Really? Um, um, I mean, a few of them on the edge. Some of them are have having those revamp seasons of where all their good seniors are gone and they have to start all over again. I think the Wildcats, they had a pretty good season, even though they're going through a a rebuild transition moment right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to, um, you know, having basketball on for the next two weeks to see what happens. Yeah, it should um, be exciting. And 
And you know what? I have, I'm very proud to say that I'm a very sports oriented Cincinnatian. Mm-hmm. And I have something that represents, I think the only teams, the only two teams I don't have something for is Xavier and FC Cincinnati, which I have to rectify. So at least mm-hmm. I have something in my repertoire to show that I represent, I support all of Cincinnati. So I have to rectify that. So I'm going to have to go get me something from Xavier. Gotcha. I don't well, know I what got, the... I got playing Xavier stuff because I went to Xavier. So I'm ruined for them. Go Muscatier. I'm probably either going to go get a t-shirt or I'm going to go get, um, well, for the Bearcats, I have pajama pants, so which are very comfortable. So I'll have to figure out what I'm going to get for Xavier. So, gotcha. but, you know, overall, it's not that I'm suggesting everyone go out and get pajama pants to support your sports team. <laughs> I'm just, it's just me. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Are you looking at one particular Ohio State didn't make it? That's who I couldn't think of for a second. Oh, can you believe it? They did not get in. Oh, this is uh, surprising. Yeah, I was over at the bank the other day, um, doing some business, and the guy was upset because his um, the Ohio State didn't get in, and his team, um. Was it North Carolina, South Carolina? Some Carolina team got in, but he's not too hopeful about it. Mm. And I was like, "Ooh, okay." So he's 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 not too happy, but he said, "I'm going to be watching and listening." So I was like, "Okay." Mm. So I'm just going to say I look forward to it. I'm sure we're going to have interesting discussions about it. Um, oh yeah, definitely. The following week. And um, go from there. So okay. that's all the chocolate news I have for today. All right. Well, that's uh, thank you, Andrea, for all the chocolate news. Greatly appreciate it. That's it for today's show. And uh, remember, folks, you can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, the Cincinnati Herald is now looking for news distribution and delivery agents. So please contact our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander-Reese. And I'm Andrea Carter. And have a good day.